I fear that Mephisto is no more. His soul was destroyed on the Hellforge. I am sorry, Crusader. Leah told me of your crusade to find the source of corruption in the Zakarum faith. Malthale, the great Grim Reaper of the Heavens and Sanctuary, is a stingy bastard. Well, at least when it comes to the Reaper's fear. Man. All right, I can't complain that much. It was maybe 10 attempts to get this thing. Because I really wanted those wraps. I really wanted the bonus to health globes. I'll explain all that in a minute. But I want to say it was 10, maybe 12 attempts total on our good buddy up there, right? And here's the problem. Well, two problems. It used to be it was bugged, so the drop rate was way lower than it was supposed to be. They've hot-fixed that at some point. I don't know when. But that apparently isn't a problem anymore. Still felt like it was a problem for me. But, uh, you know, he spent enough times up in his little sanctuary realm hoo-ha deal up there in the northern part of the Act 5 zones. You very quickly learn to hate that place. But anyway... 10 or 12 attempts, something like that. There used to be an exploit where if you did it in uh, not adventure mode, story mode, it would checkpoint you right before you zoned in. So it would do a little sound and say, you're checkpointed here. You'd go in, you'd fight him, and when you beat him, he would poop out all of his gear and his gold while he was going through the death throes animation, right? So flipping all over the screen, light coming on, You know the way he dies, the way death goes, right? So what you would do is while he was still jerking around in the air, you would quickly tap, 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 and pick up all the stuff. And if if the drop you're waiting for wasn't there, in this case, Reaper's Fear, it's like a little jar with a head in it that I needed real bad for for this recipe, then you could port back to town, come right back in to the last checkpoint and not have to run his zone again, which is full of stupid stuff to kill and, you know, an extra 20 minutes of work just to get back to the guy again to do the fight again. They took that out too. So now there is no checkpoint. You kill him, you got the drop or not, you go back, you start over. If you're, if you're inclined to start right, right again, then you just go right back and take on his zone again and then get to him and beat him. Now, I think the, the drop rate increased with difficulty. So it's not as simple as just, well, let's just put it on normal or hard and just rip through the thing. Like it's no problem because then you're actually reducing the chance it's going to drop again. But I did that anyway because his zone is a slog and I didn't want to keep doing it. So 12th attempt on hard, I want to say. Real easy. Everything's paper. Bim, bam, boom. No trouble for the wizard. Get up there. Get to Malthel. He's hanging out. Threatens me. Like he does. And he dropped it. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. Why do you want this legendary? Health Globes restore 20, uh, sorry, more than that, 25 to 30% of your primary resource. In the case of the wizard, that's mana. In the case of uh, whoever else, they got your hatred, you got your whatever. Your primary resource, 25 to 30%, uh, 30% right then. So you get the health benefits, obviously, in a big gnarly fight where they're pooping them out left and right. And you get your primary stuff back. Huge in some fights for me. And generally, kind of statistically overall, an upgrade anyway. Plus eight random magical properties. 
Any difficulty, you can get it from them. Again, I'm pretty sure it drops less with harder def, but I didn't go look that up to make sure before the show. So I could be wrong on that. Correct me in the emails and on Twitter if, if I got that wrong. You have to be level 61 or higher. For a lot of people, not most people, a lot of people beat him the first time in story mode, Act 5, ending of Act 5, beat him, and both drop the two things you need. Reaper's Fear and the recipe, which he will always drop if you're level 61 or higher and beating him in story mode. He will drop that the first time, every time. But he will not always drop the second thing, which is what I had to work for. Anyway, all is well now. I've got the thing. It's on my arm. It's benefiting me. Can you ask for anything else? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Diablo Show. This is the Diablo Show, Episode 3, Season 1. And we're back. Thank you again for downloading the show. Last couple of weeks have been crazy. I'm uh, actually a little shocked how well the downloads are going and how much you uh, seem to like it. I'm not really getting too much negative feedback. Actually, really no negative feedback at all. A couple of people are like, ah, maybe you should do this, or why don't you focus on that, or hey, how about an idea of this segment, or whatever. I mean, there's always suggestions, which are great, and I'm taking those to heart, but nobody hates it. That's a good sign for a new show. You don't want anybody to hate it. So big thanks. Welcome back. Episode three. I got to thinking this week how other Blizzard games tend to help other Blizzard games. So I will give you an example. Diablo 3 was benefited directly by World of Warcraft, not just because it infused the company with money and therefore they could spend it on new productions, which is certainly no small thing, but other things have benefited the Diablo universe. I believe uh, pretty directly the way the skill systems work, how cooldowns work, a lot of how how the actual combat mechanics of the game work are inspired in large part by a lot of what has worked well in Warcraft and now subsequent MMOs. I think that stuff carried over some. So you have a little bit of that. Uh, other technologies, which maybe aren't so easy to spot on the surface, have been carried over from things like StarCraft and how they handle in-game cutscenes and, and just other stuff, although we didn't get nearly as much of that as we were promised. I don't know if you guys remember that. Remember that? All those videos they shot of like the monk walking around out in the sand and then like a... I don't know what he was. Some guy walking into the sand and saying, challenging him to a fight or whatever. And then that would be kind of your little cut scene before the fight. And I'm not really doing any of that. That, at least not that up close kind of cinematic quality stuff. But a lot of that was kind of informed by what they were doing with StarCraft 2 and its cut scene, like real time and in engine stuff they were doing on the ship and then, you know, the hangar bays and stuff like that. So anyway... We already know this is happening, right? I think all the games kind of help each other in some small ways. Here are two ways I think Diablo gets better by borrowing from other games in Blizzard's arsenal. Number one, Hearthstone animation. The technology involved with like the gold, uh, the gold, uh, uh, what do they call them? Gold cards. You know, the gold foil cards. There you go. They look so rad. You flip that thing around, you've got the regular board, then you got the gold board, and the gold board is like snorting and kicking dirt, and there's like stuff, and there's things in the background, and like particulates in the front, and it just looks rad, right? How cool would it be if you took some of that animation, real-time animation tech, on flat surface stuff, I mean, it's kind of like a weird parallax layered kind of animation technique, and put that into like some of the legendary mats or weapon um, 
portraits. I mean, I realize this is a bit of work for something that is just kind of cosmetic, but imagine opening your, your store or your stash or your bags and seeing like a little animated version of like the, you know, some weird, uh, legendary, uh, crafting material. Pretty much anything that you would salvage from legendary weapons and gear would would, uh, show up that way. That would be so cool. So anyway, it's a small thing, but I just kind of wish that stuff felt more like, I don't know, like less of just a photo in your bag and more of a thing that that had some life to it, if that makes sense. If you're going to give me a a head in a jar, why not have that head kind of moving a little bit and like bubbles coming up? Wouldn't be that hard. We're not talking about 3D animation here either. We're talking about these tricks they use in Hearthstone. You know the kind if you're playing it. Number two, better guild systems and tools. Hard to do with four-man multiplayer content, I guess. I get it. The, the clan system that's in there now is fine. I'd like to see that expounded upon. I don't really have a problem with what's there. I just think we need more. Easier to get into global chat type stuff. Easier to start your own channels. Just kind of steal, lift some things that have worked well for WoW over the years plug it into the game i think that's a pretty damn good idea what do you think email me and tell me hey scotty boy i just wanted to say thanks a lot for doing that diablo show it is really really fun um would like to hear more about uh gameplay of wizard and if you could intermingle a little bit more wow news in there that would be terrific thanks okay on the, uh, the thanks for that the wow news part i don't know what you'd actually want there i mean when it has some impact on on this game, I guess, or when I maybe like I was just talking about combining some of the text from other engines or other games and some of those systems, maybe that's what you mean. But uh, I'd be curious to know more about what you mean there. Otherwise, if you want all, you know, wow news, we're going to have that pretty sewn up on the instance. And if anything, this kind of relieves the instance from having to have a bunch of extra Diablo content in it by having its own standalone show. That was part of my reasoning. Um, but anyway, wizards, let me tell you about wizards. All right. More about wizard gameplay you asked for in your call. I'm not sure there's a funner class. Now, everybody would say this about their main or the class that they love the most. And boy, howdy, am I glad Blizzard makes enough variation to kind of satisfy everyone's tastes in this game. It's pretty much something for everybody, right? You want your ranged and mobile? Got it. You want your up close and uh, uh, punch, punch in the face business? Your melee? Got it. Some kind of combinations of both those two things. Got those two. Want some strictly DPS dealers, but kind of crappy armor. Got those guys. Wizard's one of them. It's, uh, you know, weird magic pets. You got that? Got your witch doctors over there looking at me, shaking. Kind of shaking as they look. Look at the girl doesn't shake like the dude does. You guys notice that? What's going on there? What's that about? What do you think? What decision? Who's, whose idea was that? What are you trying to tell me about the ladies? <laughs> or the dudes, I guess. Anyway, uh, the wizard build I told you about last week, inspired uh, by the build shared with us by Patrick Beja, a Blizzard employee and a close friend and a good podcasting buddy who's not allowed on the show. I wish he was because we would talk like crazy on here. But um, anyway... His was a good basis for what I ended up doing. Let me tell you what I've got now. And I can tell you this. uh, Torment 1, total cakewalk. Torment 2, just about right right now for me, solo. So that's kind of where I am at in the progression. Torment 2, doing good. 
you know, kicking ass, taking names. And I'm doing it with the following build. Slot one, black hole with, and I forget the name of the rune, but it's the fiery explosion rune. Second to last rune. Bazor or Bazor or Blazor, Blazor, whatever it is. That's number one, first slot. I usually lead with that one, especially when there's a group. Second slot, two, second key, two key, number two key on the PC, obviously, or your Mac. Uh, that is for uh, the, was, uh, the meteor shower deal. And that's awesome. And it's the, specifically the meteor shower rune in the, what's the original one called? Oh, geez. I should have this in front of me. I'm terrible with names. Um, that's meteor shower and it's rad and it's beautiful and just popping that off four, four times in a row is kind of not like anything else in the game. Next up, third slot. I have chosen to some consternation to go with mirror image. And I do the, fi- the final rune in the mirror image rune list that gives you 20% of your damage in other words, the, the, the mirrored image wizard does 20% of the, of the damage you would do with the same spells. That's a good one because now they're actually doing damage and not just running interference for you because that's really all they were for otherwise. They would distract and create aggro and do other things so you could kind of move around and there was a little more survivability with those guys. But with that 20%, it actually it does add up and helps out a lot, especially with the, the stuff they're casting. And keep in mind, if you're running mirror image, they're casting this other spells you have slotted. So I do not recommend combining them with slow time because the slow time thing, they will just keep popping that and it becomes this giant mess of domes on top of each other and things become very hard to see. That's a ridiculous combination. Don't do it. But when they've got a meteor shower and they can do black hole, it's just insane what you're doing with those guys. And again, 20% is not bad. So a nice little added damage buff by using that rune. So anyway, those guys are there for that. And then fourth slot, I have, uh, oh gosh, oh, ice armor, and I can't remember what rune. They kind of all do what I need it to do, though, which is a lot of slowing effects, uh, obviously stacking your armor. Well, that's the rune I'm using, the one that stacks your armor. Um, but it also just, they freeze a lot. So up-close melee fighters are, are constantly pausing because they're freezing you, or they're getting frozen in, in place, and you're still doing damage, and it's fantastic. So again, a lot of good survivability there uh electrocute and for my primary and disintegrate for my secondary and uh, you know mileage may vary on what runes you use um but my combination of stuff right now is maybe the funnest i've had playing that character and maybe in the whole game just rolling over stuff man and it is a light show and again i'm playing it on a on a level of difficulty that i wasn't previously able to do with a different build and i've had a couple of nice gear drops since then and i crafted a couple things but still not enough gear changes to make that big of a difference. I believe it is the rotation that's winning for me right now. I couldn't tell you what my passives are right now because I don't remember. I probably should put more stock in my passives. Right now, they're just, I think, mostly focused on give me extra. Oh, I got the I got one in there. I don't remember the name of it, but the one that gives you the the extra shield around you if you don't have any damage for five seconds. That's good. Again, a lot of survivability whenever I can get it, but also boosting my mana output uh, are mostly where I focus that on. So I probably need to, to zero in on that stuff a little tighter and see what I want to do. But anyway, it's working for me, dude. It can work for you too. Give it a shot. See what you think. I'd love your feedback. Let me know how it goes. 
Alright, let's settle in for some news. What's going on in the world of Diablo? Still hear people say Diablo here and there. Have you noticed that? It bothers me. It shouldn't bother me, but it bothers me. All right, there is an official Monk short story posted on the official site. That is the Blizzard site I'm speaking about. A story by Scott Brick. Great name, by the way. I'm going to read a piece of it. In fact, you know what? Let's get a little, um, let's get this in here. All right. It's going to be like a Diablo show playhouse, right? Here we go. Pain, be welcome in my home. You shall not live here long, yet while you stay with me, I receive you like an honored guest. You will know peace in this house, but only until the completion of my task. And at that point, you must go. Yet until that moment arrives, I greet you like an old friend. Sweat streaking down his face, the young Novalite recited the words in his head and struggled against the distraction of the pain lancing outward from the spot where his knees knelt on unyielding stone. Unyielding stone! Alright, I apologize. Uh, That is available for you to read right now on the official Blizzard Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls site. It's all about the monk. And it's cool. I love the steady stream of uh, lore content they're putting out for the game. That is such an awesome, awesome direction. I wonder how much Mickey Nelson has to do with that. I, I, I have a feeling a lot because, man, that dude is passionate about this part of the this part of what Blizzard does. So um, we'll be talking to him soon, I think, as he has got a pretty sweet um, standalone Amazon mini thing, Kindle deal. Kindle single, I guess they call it, floating around that I'd like to get my hands on and talk to him about. So more on that later. But anyway, it's really cool. So go check that out. Also, they put up a new Theorycraft Thursday and posted about uh, Squirrels <laughs> Barbara Care Barbarian. Uh, endearingly termed Barbary Care. Is it Barbary Care? I hope I'm saying that right. Squirrels put together a uh, build inspired by a single item. This is their post. Razor Strop. While equipped, this legendary belt transforms health globes into diminutive detonators that, in addition to healing your hero for the normal amount, will also explode whenever you pick them up, dealing fire damage to all enemies within 20 yards. Now, I love the proc crap that is in this game right now. I got a, Oh, I didn't tell you guys. I got this big flaming sword. I could not tell you the name of it. I should have written it down. I'm a lover, not a podcaster. Anyway, this thing's rad in its own right. Great DPS, blah, 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 whatever. I've kind of outgrown it, though, stats-wise. But anyway, it procs this big demon dude that's chained to you. And it's pretty often, I want to say every 10 seconds or so of a, of a battle, he's popping out, fighting alongside, doing some pretty good damage, and then disappearing and then coming back. And I love that stuff. I hope for more of that uh, down the road. And there's plenty in the game now. But anyway... Quote, this build is a theorycraft, uh, theorycraft build based on an item I found before ROS was released, says Squirrel. But after Loot Point 2.0, or sorry, well, but only after Loot 2.0, uh, while he has yet acquired, or sorry, hasn't yet acquired a level 70 version of Razor Strop to explode demonic faces and play doctor for his party members, he's put some careful consideration into the finer points of what would make this a awesome build and make it shine. And of course, fun to play. I'm not going to read much more, but if you want to go check that one out and you're a barbarian lover, then that looks rad. 
kind of pivots all around one piece of gear, but still. Again, I want to reiterate my. Oh, not, what's the word? Not my approval, because who cares about my approval? My excitement is high for Theorycraft Thursdays. I like playing about in what people are doing, so there's that. And what's great about Diablo is, let's say somebody puts up a build that is just insane, and so much, so much of its effectiveness is based on special legendary items or whatever. That's obviously best case scenario, but what's fun about those builds is you can still do them. You may have to change a, a you know something around here or there just to kind of make up for something you're missing or maybe the cooldown's not as good because you don't have that particular piece of gear or maybe you know you've just got to mix things around or try different runes or whatever but essentially you can still try this stuff out and kind of see if it's fun or not that's awesome not too many games let you do that not rpgs anyway right has anyone in this game gotten gotten the following a wand of woe a talisman of An- Anarok, Aranok, it's Aranok, the star of Azkaranath, or Focus. Do you have any of those? Check your inventory. I'll give you a second. Oh, you do? Well, if you have any of that, that is the equivalent of winning the lottery in a big city full of millions of lottery tickets. This is all based on some data mining done by a Korean dude, Korean dude, Korean dude. I have a Korean brother and two sisters, so I can say it wrong and get away with it. Uh, anyway, this thing, the spreadsheet revealed that some random number generating stuff is going on, obviously, like all these things. And the RNG on this is astronomical, kind of staggering. Literally winning, getting one of these to drop is like winning the lottery, if you look at the numbers. So I have a theory that when people do something that's super difficult to do and, 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 and chance is so high that you're not going to get it and they end up getting it, that was them blowing their chance at an actual lottery. Like whoever got the wand of woe or focus to drop now has lost their chance to ever win an actual lottery. That was their chance. They're done. They're out. It was wasted on an item in Diablo. That's it. That's true of anything. Like if you just barely get missed in a car accident, one out of a million chance kind of thing, that's your, there's your lottery chance down the toilet. It's a it's a theory based on nothing. It's theory based uh, theory based on on just conjecture, but I still still believe it. And part of me doesn't believe it, but yeah, part of me does. Also in the news, the Authenticator got a big update a few days ago. This is what they say: Greeting adventurers. Uh, let's see. Lost my place. Just wanted to drop in and let you know that we're planning on pushing an update to the mobile authenticator app tomorrow. This is like three days ago for iOS devices. No info yet for Android or windows users, windows phone users, which will basically make it compatible across more regions. Please be aware that whenever you update the mobile app, there is a chance that it can desynchronize from the account, which leads to uh, you having issues logging in. I've never had this problem. And uh, not long ago, and I don't, maybe you'll call me crazy for this because I do carry a smartphone everywhere I go. I have an iPhone. I've had the authenticator before, but one year I decided that because I upgrade that phone, I want to dink with it and I don't want to mess with moving everything over, that I went ahead and got one of the little dongles and I use that now. Call me old fashioned, okay? But it's sitting right over here and it works just fine. It's tied to my monitor. No one can take it. When I go out of town, I, I have a hiding place for it. 
It works for me. It's got a watch battery in there. It'll probably last till I'm 90. So who cares? That's what I do. Phones come and phones go. My little authenticator never leaves me. All right. A Redditor named Zavith. Zavis. Zavis. Z-A-V-I-H-S. Zavis? Probably. Put together some very helpful maps. Very helpful. I like to emphasize maps for Act 1 and Act 2 bounties. All designed to speed up the process of getting through the zones. Because you know how this is. You get there and you're just like, ugh, what do I do? Where do I go? Okay, I just want to hurry. Uh, get in there. Get your stuff. Get the hell out. Maximum efficiency is the is the word of the day here. It's a phrase, really. And he did videos for each run. So I will have a link in the show notes. It's totally worth checking out. If you just search Google, I found out you can just search for his name, Z-A-V-I-H-S, and Act 1 or Act 2 or something. You'll find the link. Great Reddit post. It's awesome. And Reddit's got some great stuff for Diablo fans generally. So do check that out. Okay, a couple of pieces of business before uh, we move on too far here. Got an update on the prizes and stuff. A lot of you asked, when's that skate deck coming? The signed collector's edition box? Other things I haven't announced yet for contests to give to you. And the answer is I'm waiting for uh, some folks at Blizzard to get signatures finished. So that's coming and very soon. And they're so awesome for doing this. Like I am in their debt. Uh, But that deck is going to be like up front and center and going to be amazing. And we're just waiting for developers to sign the thing on the team because that's going to make it all the cooler. So as soon as that is done, I should have it in my hand and we will start a contest. And you too, dear listener, could win the the RNG and um, win the lottery here and win, win that skate deck or one of these other awesome prizes. More stuff too coming. There's there's so many things I can't even talk about right now. But we want you guys to, uh, to have some cool uh, uh, opportunities via the show. Also, one quick correction. Clearly, I know nothing about trading in Reaper of Souls. Item trading, that is. Last week, I made a bunch of sort of... Uh, assumptions about how it works now and how it's worked in the past or versus how it worked in the past. And I was wrong. And many of you corrected it. Thank you for all the corrections. How things are account bound versus not versus what you can give somebody in a group versus what you can't versus what you can give them later. The guy gets kicked out. He can't ever trade with you again. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff was fed to me all weekend. You guys were right. So sorry. Even to this moment, I think I know very little about trading because I don't do it. But there's, yeah, I had it wrong. And you guys had it right. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I am not afraid to admit it. Okay? So it turns out that, uh, you guys like to send emails. <laughs> And uh, I like receiving them and they're a lot of fun to do to read on the show. And I like to hear what you guys have to say about things. And if you want to send us emails, you can the Diablo show at gmail.com. That's the Diablo show at gmail.com. MP3s are accepted. Written emails are fine too. Or you can call and I really like this number. So use it now. Use it often. 206-278-0553. 206-278-0553. That's a voicemail line. Leave us a voicemail. Keep it short and interesting. It will get played on the show. This I know. Because I like your calls. So please do those. All right. Last week we asked the question, the cost of gemming is going through the roof. 
thoughts and you guys responded. Man, did you respond. Many, many, many of you did. We'll read a couple of them here. Here's this one. Oh, I didn't get a name, did I? Oh, yeah, I did. Joshua. There's his name. I'm going to sneeze. Hang on a second. Ooh. I have a cough switch for that so you couldn't hear it. Hey, Scott, just finished episode two and was really excited to hear you talk about gem pricing. I feel like you, of all people, have the ear of the guys and gals at Blizzard. I don't know if that's true. They're really nice to me, but I don't. I, 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 nothing happens with anything I say. <laughs> I mean, I'm, no one's listening to me going, yeah, we should put we should put a donkey class in the game. That's not happening. Um, let's see. Best conduit to them. Like I uh, had said in my previous email, gems are just too expensive right now. In my opinion, I think they should drop the pricing in combination by 50 or even 75% or allow us the ability to trade in a bunch, like 5 to 10 gems of a different color uh, to get one gem of a specific color you are after. Uh, Let's see. I have well over 500 amethysts and uh, will never do anything with them. (laughs) Makes a good point, actually. Uh, trading gems between people would be great too. So we're talking about trading. Maybe that's a thing we could do, but I can see why Blizzard is hesitant to allow trading gems. It would open up this secondary internet market that would sell gems at, uh, for real cash. See, a lot of this trading stuff, as I learned from you guys, is probably in place for those reasons, and it makes sense to me. The price of gemming worked when you had an auction house, but now that, that cash flow is closed, something else has to be done to make it a little easier to get higher quality gems. Just my two cents. Keep up the good work. I look forward to episode three. Thank you. And keep slaying, Joshua. Joshua, I agree. I don't know what the answer is, except lower prices, because they can't, I mean, there is no auction house, and then you can't trade them with your friends. So we are left with precious little else. Now, I mean, I've got about 7 million gold right now after all the money I've spent on upgrades, gems, and everything else, uh, and, and gear. So if I kept going and keep getting slotted armor to put gems in, I'm going to be broke real quick at that rate. I, I just feel like, Two or three hundred k in gold per gem is is too much. Also got one here from Joshua. Nope, that was him. We just read this one's from Daniel. Daniel said, "Hey Scott, I heard you talking last week about how expensive it is to get high end gems, and how you asked how we are affording making these three to four million gold gems." Well, before the expansion, there was pretty much nothing you could do to prepare for the expansion. You could gather up mat uh, crafting mats. You could get gear for your new character. Or anything, uh, or anything like that. Sorry, you couldn't get gear for your new character or anything like that. So the only thing I thought would be beneficial is buying tons of gold on the real money auction house before it went down. Interesting. And let's see. A few of my friends bought about two hundred million gold before the auction house went down, and all of our gems and crafting items, um, or item crafting, and even item re-rolling has been pulling from that pool for a while. They're still pulling from it. I have many high-level gems in my gear. And all my gear that I wear has been reforged multiple times, which gets expensive after a while. After all this time, recrafting and re-rolling my gold pool has dwindled down to 46 million. From 200 million to 46 million. 46 million may seem like a lot, but it actually bothers me when you take into account how much it actually costs to make high-level gems and to reforge gear. Anyway, I thought I would let you know that you're not, uh, that you're not missing any gold farming tricks. Love the show. Thank you, Daniel. I should have done that, dude. That would have been worth it. 50 bucks or something to buy a bunch of gold. I didn't think about that. I wonder how many people did that. Did you do that, dear listener? Was Daniel alone? Are you guys that smart? 
Hmm. Also during the week, sent out a link on Twitter asking, what are you playing and why? Geekshot said the monk. He looked like a badass and plays like a badass, pretty much. I like badasses. Okay. Hero protagonist. Hero prot for short. Says, which doctor? Because I have a fetish for fetishes. I don't think I'm going to say anything else about that one. That's a rabbit hole, isn't it? Probably a fetish for rabbit holes. Ace High 2000 says, Wizard is awesome. I love blazing through the phasers and photon torpedoes. Uh, I mean, disintegrate and magic missile. I don't know if it's the optimum build, but it's the most fun for me. So that's what I go with. Crusader is also fun. A lot of wizard responses. So wizards are doing well. Crusaders also. And Josh SHD or SDH rather says, Crusaders all the way. Farming the mace for a Captain America build, right? I love the tanky feeling while also still having good or having okay DPS. Uh, Ring Zero says, female demon hunter. I love it when she says, no, I will not do that. And I respond, whatever you say, hotness. And when she says, you will not survive that. I respond, babe, they didn't. <laughs> anyway, I love her voice, especially. <laughs> is it, well, sorry, besides that, the mobility and strategic positioning is just plain fun. So there's a dude who's hot for his character. That's good. Lots of witch doctor love, crusader, wizard, demon hunter, Fairmount. Honestly, the only people I really didn't hear a lot back from, some, but not a lot of uh, Barbarian and uh, the low one. Who am I forgetting? There's one other and I can't think. Oh, monks. No one's talking about monks. There's a few, but not a ton of monk talk. We got one there from Gank Shop, but yeah. Anyway, love that. Got a question for next week if you want to participate in this little question and answer business. Do you play Diablo for the story? The looty end game? something else or all of the above and why the Diablo show at gmail.com where you can send your feedback for that or call us 206-278-0553. Why do you play it? What, what core concept in the game is keeping you there? And if your answer is, well, it was this to start with, but now it's this other thing, was it the story at first? And then Nephilim riffs are your bit, uh, you know, that's your hotness now. That's your jam. I'd love to know. Send it in and say so, will you? Please do it. All right. As you can tell, I'm just constantly begging for your participation in the show because I like hearing from you. All right. I'm not weird. I just really like you. All right. Shout outs. Got a couple shout outs to give out. I had told people and promised them that if they supported the show at frogpants.com slash store by picking up one of the Diablo show loop pinatas, it's a $40 purchase that includes prints, signed stuff, stickers. It's rad. One of the things that included was a shout out on the show. So I would like to tell these 12 people, we're going to break them up into groups because we don't want to do them all at once. These following 12 human beings, I want to give uh, some credit on the air and say thanks out loud for supporting the show via the Loot Pinata, which are still available, and you again can find them at frogpants.com slash store. Daniel Pack, Scott Lemke, Cameron Rianda, Rianda, yeah, I got that right, Nick Gilbert, Ryan Cage, Ryan Murphy, Benoit Saint-Pierre. Is it Benoit or Benoit or Saint or Benoit? (laughs) 
Joshua Stewart, Sean Ratkowitz, Lee Adjifu. Uh, let's see, Paul Dow. And then finally, instead of his name, you wanted to mention his uh, website gaming, or his, his, sorry, his YouTube channel, which is Sly Bacon Gaming. Sly Bacon Gaming. Big thanks to him as well. Thank you all for supporting us. That makes a huge difference. No, I mean it. It really does. You think I'm making that up? Who do you take me for? Would you guys like to sit back with me real quick and listen to another message from Deckard Kane? He's called us each episode. We have a third time to hear from him. Even have a special Deckard Kane for the end of the show today. And here's our regular segment. I think we're just going to call it that because he's called every time. I mean, why not expect it, right? Deckard Kane, everybody. Chiming in one more time to tell us what's what. Check it out. Greetings, friends. Today's letter comes from Loverboy30. He says, Dear Deckard, my wife and I are considering having a child, but I'm worried. Is sanctuary a safe place to raise a child? He brings up a good question. I've encountered only a few children in my travels. There was, of course, Wirt in Tristram, who was a money-hungry little boy who took everybody's gold. Then Prince Albrecht, who ended up being bonded forcibly with the soul of Diablo himself. Then, there was Emperor Hakan, who I guess was actually the demon Belial, and poor Leah, who ended up being the daughter of the devil himself and became the prime evil. Actually, now that I think about it, my advice to you would be the same advice I'd give any adventurer. Always carry protection. <laughs> Thanks, friends, for staying a while and listening. So I didn't hear that. Before. I wanted to play it raw because I didn't know. And I'm glad I do that because that's funny. Nicely done. Can't wait to hear from Deckard next week. Thanks, Mr. Kane. All right. That's it. Thank you guys for joining us. A little bit shorter this week. Uh, got a lot going on. By the way, thank you. There were a bunch of you on the on the Twitter feed that uh, gave well wishes for my son's appendectomy, the emergency appendectomy that happened on Wednesday. Uh, really, really appreciate that. So many uh, Frog Pants listeners of all stripes uh, were, were super kind during that time, and I really appreciate it. He's doing well. He's in some pain, but, you know, it's passing. It's getting there. So, you know, it's surgery. They put you out for that business. That's no fun for anyone. Uh, anyway, you guys are all very nice and I, I totally appreciate it. Uh, before I get out of here and again, don't forget, hang around. There's another, there's a joke. We'll call it from another Deckard Kane. I don't think it's the same one. Don't go anywhere. I want you guys to hear that. Frogpants.com slash Diablo is our website. That's frogpants.com slash Diablo. Show notes are there. Links to everything. It's all there. All the subscription info, how to support us with the loot pinata, all that stuff. The Diablo Show at gmail.com. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is our email address. Use it frequently and often. You can also call us once again, 206 278 0553. That's 206 278 0553. At Diablo, I'm sorry, at The Diablo Show on Twitter. You can find me at Scott Johnson. It's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week for a brand new Diablo Show. In the meantime, go get the Reaper's Fear, baby. (laughs) 
Hello, it is I, Deckard Cain. I have a joke for you. Why did Diablo cross the road? Because he wanted to destroy the high heavens by hatching out of the fiery corpse of my one and only niece, Leah, in an unholy blaze while under righteous attack from the archangel of valor, Imperius, who was trying to save his home from utter annihilation by the Lord of Terror. Ha-ha! That one never gets old. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.